Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode is Bonnie Tyler. I sit down and talk to Bonnie Tyler. Doing some research on this, I mean, I don't need to tell you about holding out for a hero. I don't need to tell you about Totally Clips of the Heart. But both of those are two of the biggest selling singles of all time. How crazy is that? Um, I speak to Bonnie remotely. She's at one of her homes in the Algarve. And honestly, what a chat we have. What a laugh we have. I mean... We talk about getting kisses from Paul McCartney. We talk about uh, wardrobe um, malfunctions with Tina Turner. Uh, honestly, hanging out with Tom Jones in Los Angeles, uh, we get some absolute Bonnie Tyler gold. We talk about the new record, of course, and it's just a, a lovely chat, and, uh, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Before uh, we press play on that natter, just a few thank yous. So thanks to Screw Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks loads to 76 for producing this podcast. Um, thanks to you lot for continuing this year to, to support this podcast and send me nice messages on the, you know, on the socials and share it and, you know, tell your mates about it. It's, it's been really lovely, the support this podcast has got. And it's, it's helped me kind of grow the podcast and, and grow the, you know, the guests and stuff like that. It's, it's been so much fun. So just a huge thank you to you lot, because I, I don't think I thank you as enough as I should. So, so yeah, really, really appreciate that. Um, if you enjoy this um, podcast and you'd like to listen to more episodes, once you finish listening to my chat with Bonnie, um, then have a look in the archives, because there's... 260 odd episodes you can hear me talking to the Foo Fighters you can hear me talking to Fatboy Slim Motley Cruz, Tommy Lee uh, Melanie Sear the Spice Girls uh, oh gosh go and have a look because there's stacks and stacks and stacks of chats and uh, and and they're all lovely as is the one you're about to hear if you'd like to support Off The Beaten Track you can do that um, but the way you do that is you head over to Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash off the beaten track, you can support the podcast there. And for 71p a week, uh, you will get video episodes of this podcast, exclusive episodes of this podcast, radio shows, so you get loads of other stuff as well as supporting the podcast. So um, any help over there is really, really appreciated. 
you can find out about everything to do with this podcast. You know, all the kind of back catalogue on Spotify, Acast, iTunes, all of that place, and all the Patreon stuff at your one-stop shop, www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Anyway, I know why you're here, and I'm going to press play on it now. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Bonnie Tyler. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording. Joining me today uh, via the means of Zoom remotely, Bonnie Tyler. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in the Algarve. I came for one week last March, and I've been here <laughs> since, ever since. <laughs> well, well, before we talk records, Bonnie, let's 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 yeah. have the the obvious conversation that um, that everybody's having at the moment. And uh, I mean, I don't know what, what how lockdowns affecting people in the Algarve, but just how I just wonder how you found the last year as both Bonnie Tyler, the human being. And Bonnie Tyler, the artist. Well, Bonnie Tyler, the human being, has loved every minute with her husband. And Bonnie Tyler has been cooking every night, every afternoon, and sorting out my wardrobes like everybody else, uh, chucking out things I don't need, and, um, you know, um, learning to swim, learning to cook better than I ever did before. <laughs> and and so, you know, um, in some ways it's been very good. Uh, you know, I know it's heartbreaking for a hell of a lot of people that have had, you know, lost their loved ones and it's terrible. Mm. But fortunately, um, we, are, we are healthy. I, I just hope we stay that way because the vaccine is very slow rolling out in Portugal, you know. Mm. So we haven't had the vaccine. Uh, even though I've had a, a letter at home in Wales to say I can go and get it, uh, over here they, they're very low on it, you know. So I'm going to have to wait in line like everybody else. But as an artist, my God, I haven't stopped talking from, from morning till night, doing interviews, <laughs> <laughs> doing interviews for the, the new album, which is having brave reviews. Wonderful. And I've been seven out of ten. Nine out of ten, five out of five. It's fantastic, and um, I'm loving. I'm loving the response. I haven't had a response like this since the eighties, you know. And the eight, this album is kind of eighties sounding, you know. And so, have you? I mean, having that retrospective sort of uh, sound on this record as well. Over the last year, you know, aside from. Um, learning to swim and, and cooking and such. Have you, have you used it as a time? Because I imagine as an artist, you're always kind of here, there and everywhere and super busy. Have you used this year, you know, in the Algarve to, also to, to reflect? Well, you know, three times a week, I always phone my voice coach. That is very important to me to keep my voice in trim because I... I am really missing touring with my band and my crew, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was ready for a rest, to be honest, but not, not this long. I'm ready to rock now. <laughs> and, um, I, I, you know, I can't wait to get out there with the band and the crew, you know. And uh, I really have, um, you know, in, I've revved up my batteries and I'm raring to go, you know. And 
but it has been it has been a, a lovely rest, especially when the sun is out. You know what I mean. Yes. But I am ready now to uh, to get back into the swing of things again. You know, Wonderful. I've missed my fans as well. You know, I've missed my audiences, my band, my crew. Oh, you know. But I'm, I'm, I do it. I do tend to um, want to. You know, I've had a taste of this. Um, you know, slowing down yeah. now. And I will pick and choose in the future what I am going to do because it is uh, it is lovely life, um, you know, lazing about as well as rushing about. And you've but earned I tell that you privilege, one... Bonnie. You've earned that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing I thought I'd never say. Go on. I miss, I miss the bloody airports. <laughs> I didn't realise how much exercise I was having, <laughs> running around the place like a lunatic, going from gate to gate, looking for the gates and getting lost and whatever. Right? And, and you know, all that walking, and you walk miles. Yeah. I really missed it. I really missed it. You know, now I'm walking down the beach instead, you know. It's so yeah. weird. I've, I've, I've said this, that, you know, to, to, to other people I've chatted to on here, in, in the UK, like, I mean, we've just started to get a bit of sunshine. I should say that we're recording this on the 25th of Feb. We're just getting a little bit of sunshine. We've just had an announcement giving us an exit plan of, of, of the lockdown. So it's just, oh, yeah. it feels just like there's a little kind of ray of hope now. And it's kind of, I think everyone's spirits are lifted, which is, it's a, it's a lovely feeling. But you're talking yeah. about missing airports. It's so strange. Like, Bonnie, I've never done so much walking in my life. I've started going for walks and it's like, <laughs> Why am I doing going for a walk? And it's like, and I've started doing that. And the things that used to be a chore, like going to Tesco's, I'm, I put half the shave on to go to Tesco's the other day. It was, <laughs> you know what? It was a right event. Uh, my, my, <laughs> I know. Uh, I had to go to the doctors to pick up a prescription. I tell you what, my God, it was like a day out. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, wonderful, so, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, let's talk records. And and for track one, I'm going to ask you what song you think's got the greatest ever intro. Oh, uh, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, awesome. I mean, there's that's a call of arms, that. As soon as you hear that, you're, you're on board, right? Oh, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I've even done that. If you if you go to YouTube, uh, you go... Bonnie Tyler, Guns N' Roses. I uh, I do it uh, an uh, an acoustic version of of um, Sweet Child of Mine with my awesome guitar player Matt Pryor. So, in regards to like uh, songs that kind of you know catch your attention, you know, such as Sweet Child of Mine, is that are they things that you just think right? Well, do you know what? When I get an opportunity, I'm gonna you know if we're doing an acoustic set, I'm gonna throw that in the set. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go. Exactly, and that's exactly what I did do. And it went down a storm. Yeah, I don't do it anymore. I've got so much material to choose from now. You know, I tend to do my own stuff on this album. It's so uplifting, right? And uh, it'll put a smile on people's faces, which is what they need. And people need uplifting. It's kind of 80s and unashamedly so. Mm -hmm. It's got lots of um, rock on there. You know, I'm a big fan of like. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and Rod Stewart's yeah. kind of records, you know. And my album has got those tones of that timeless rock in it, you know. 
Wonderful. Of all the, I mean, I, I, I believe. Am, am I right that you have you you've worked with Roger Stewart, haven't you? Previously. Yeah, I did a duet with him That's two years right. ago. Yeah. Is there anyone that's on the bucket list that you've not yet worked with that you'd like to? Um, well, believe it or not, right? I mean, uh, I watched The Voice the other night, right? And um, I saw Tom Jones. I mean, my God. He's 80 and his voice is awesome. He sat in his in that chair, right? And he just sang with... Totally is right um, with these hands of mine, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god! You know, people ask me because I'm 70 in June. Am I going to retire? Well, he's got 10 years on me, and he's still awesome. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not going to retire. And I tell you one thing: he, I would love to do a duet with Sir Tom Jones. Oh, mate! I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, it, it, obviously, you know, they they build them to last in the valleys because there's two incredible artists there still going as strong <laughs> as ever. <laughs> okay, well, for track two, Bonnie, um, I'm going to take you back and ask you to tell me the first song you ever remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Um, give me a hand there. You what? you sent me over Janis Joplin. Oh, yes. Take another little piece of my heart now. Yes. Janice Joplin. Take another little piece of my heart now. Um, I saw her do it, uh, not live, unfortunately. Yeah, on, on, uh, it was a clip of um, uh, Woodstock. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my God, she just, I mean, she must have been off her head doing it. Yeah. But she was Fabulous. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, uh, that that really hit me, like, you know, gives me the chills. When I, when I have a tingle, you know, when, when I listen to new songs, new demos, I, 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 I wait for that to happen, you yeah. know. And uh, I choose songs for my album by... Is this going to be great live, you know? Yeah. But anyway, Janis Joplin, it was. Oh, what a record. And I mean, at, at that young age when you heard that, I mean, I, I can hear I can hear similarities in the rasp and stuff, you know, of, of <laughs> your vocals and, 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 and Janice's vocals. You know, was she a, an influence on your career as well? Oh, definitely, most definitely. And um, uh Tina Turner also, you know, was a big influence on me. I used to sing with a hairbrush in my uh, in my bedroom, you know, into a mirror. I didn't have a microphone. Kids have all got microphones these days, haven't they? <laughs> They've all got these karaoke machines. I had a bloody hairbrush. Oh, brilliant. If, if, if I had to ask you what that emotion was when you first heard uh, Janis Joplin singing uh, Take Another Piece of My Heart, what would that emotion have been, Bonnie? Oh, that's the way I want to sing, you know. Yeah. I want, I want to put the, and she did. The thing is, she doesn't hit every note perfectly. Mm. It's the passion yeah. that she puts into her vocals. Yeah. The passion of, um, you know, oh, she just. It's just real, isn't it? It's so real yes. and honest. And that's right. That's the word, real. And when that, when her voice does, sort of, you know, fracture in places, it just. It works because it's just that sincerity and that emotion just breaking yeah. through. Like, Another one of her songs I really love listening to her singing is um, Cry Baby. Oh, wonderful. Oh, oh awesome. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so for track three, I'm going to take you back to school, Bonnie, and I'm going to ask you for the song that reminds you of your time <laughs> at school, please. Keep on If you would have told me, if you would have told me a few months ago that I'd be sitting in my shed recording a podcast and Bonnie Tyler singing Spencer Davis to me, I'd never have believed you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep on running. I tell you what it was, right? I was in a movement class, um, you know, kind of like we were doing like a play sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, and. I had to walk on the stage dressed as Steptoe, right? <laughs> That's a glamorous hello, start. Hello. Dressed as Steptoe, wheeling a wheelbarrow, right? And, and pulling out this pair of my grandfather's long johns, right? And the whole of the, the school assembly were laughing, you know. But uh, I've always been a bit of a joker anyway, you know. Um, I'm always telling jokes and stuff. And uh, But I, that was my first time on a stage as Stepto. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Was you... I mean, first of all, going back to school, I'm... I'm I'm imagining school was in Wales, right? Yes. Okay. Um, did you enjoy school? I was terrible in school. I, I hated it. I was just glad that I had a sister older than me, four years older than me, so she could look after me, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't very good in school. Um, uh, and when I left school, I left school on the Friday, right? I think I was... Uh, uh, 16 and a half, something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, such a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, I left school on the Friday and I was determined I was going to be working by Monday morning. So when I left school, I went around every shop because I didn't have any qualifications. I went around every shop in the in the village of the new road where I um, lived in Skewen, right? Yeah. And there was, you know, shops all up and down this long street. And uh, I went into every shop. I didn't care what it was. 
I went into every shop and I said, have you got a vacancy for a shop assistant, please? And then some of them would give me like things to add up. And it was one thing I was good at in school was numbers and figures. You know, I could uh, I can I'm still good at that. You know, I can count very quickly. And uh, and they said, oh, very good. whatever." But anyway, by Monday, I had two jobs to choose from. So I, I, I chose a, a shop called Phil Evans, which was um, a, a, gr- a grocery a, a grocery shop, right? And I loved it. And I was earning money to buy makeup and, and shoes and, you know, the odd things. I was on rubbish money, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I was on like a four-pound a week or something, you know, something stupid like that. I mean, are you talking about, I mean, I'm 69 now. And I was 16 then, so don't you? No, I'm not very good at numbers because I can't work it out. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone lazy. But what what about singing, Bonnie? Was that something that was was always happening at school? I mean, you know, was you you always singing? I was always singing in my bedroom, always singing in my bedroom. And I, 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 I wanted to be a singer in a band, right? And, uh, but, of course, I, wanted, I knew that I, I, I didn't have any experience or anything, so I had to get a normal job, right? So I was working in this uh, fruit and veg shop for nine till five every day and nine till five on a Saturday as well. And uh, um, I used to... Uh, my auntie, that's right, she put me down for a talent competition in the local rugby club. And uh, the big song at the time was um, Mary Hopkins singing Those Were the Days. Yeah. And uh, because it was like number one, you know, and I knew people loved it. That's what I did in the, in the talent competition. Uh, when you think now, I didn't have the raspiness that I've got now. Yeah. And so it suited my voice more, you know. And I came second. Don't ask me what tool. <laughs> <laughs> a bloody accordion play. <laughs> I can tell you a joke about an accordion player. An accordion. Go for it. Right. What's the difference between an onion and, a, and an accordion? I've no idea, Bonnie. Well, you don't cry when you cut up an onion. Ah, when you cut up an accordion, I mean. <laughs> My mother wouldn't have liked wouldn't have liked that talk at all because when she was a kid, they used to put on um, plays and things in in the concrete shed that was uh, in the garden, you know. And she uh, used to play the accordion. <laughs> so, but my mother had the most incredible opera voice. There was always music in the house, you know. It was inevitable that I become a singer. So. When you was doing these plays, you know, whether they be in the garden, whether they be your, your first talent show and, and, and things like that, obviously in, in the years that followed, you know, you've played on stages in front of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Even in them early shows, was you, was you confident? No, I was very, very, very shy, unbelievably shy. I mean, I know you'd find that very hard to believe now because I'm not a shy at all, you sure. know. And uh, I was when I met the Pope two years ago at the, at the Vatican Mine. I was like a, a, a little child, like, oh, <laughs> you know, I was like, but anyway, um, uh, I, I, I was very shy. And um, but I wanted to do it, you see. But my mother always said to me, 
you've got a great voice, she said. She said, have confidence in yourself. And she said, believe in yourself and, and go for it, she said, because nobody's going to do it for you. And uh, I've always, uh, I've always, you know, believed in myself and done it. But, you know, after my first um, seven years doing the clubs and everything, you know, you gain the experience of working with crowds in front of like chicken and chips and bingo and, you know, and the darts flying in front of the stage, you know. (laughs) I had seven years of that before I even dreamt about what would happen to me, you know, um, I, I was just discovered by accident because I never sent any tapes away to record companies in the hope of being successful. Coming from Wales, you did, this doesn't happen, you know, so I didn't even bother. Uh, but I was, it, it, it was meant to be because I was in the right place at the right time. Talent scout Roger Bell came down from London. He worked for Chapel Music and he worked for um, songwriters, you know, looking for talent. And he saw me singing and he told them about me. And then they invited me to London. I'd never been to London in my life before, let alone a studio. I couldn't believe it when I saw the all the knobs and things on this studio desk thing. You know, in them days, it was all real to real, and it. You know, now it's all so digital. So you'd, you'd been doing the clubs for like seven odd years, and and when you that that after that was the first time you went to London, and the first time you was in a studio. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. First time I actually um, was working in a residency in a nightclub in Swansea when I got discovered, you know. Wow. But I'd been doing the working men's clubs, the conservative clubs, the labor clubs, uh, all the, all, you know, all the, all the clubs. And mostly in the week, I was resident in, in a nightclub called the Townsman. You know, it's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah. And so, but in them days, see, in them days, you used to uh, sing all the songs for people to dance to with a with a band. Yeah, um, the records weren't played. You'd you'd be singing, and they'd be dancing to us, you know. And and yeah, and I just wonder, like, as, you know, once you'd kind of got to London and you'd, you you got in the studio and you got a record deal, and then that's you know, then that's the beginning of another kind of chapter. And I just wonder at that point you know having that you know luck that 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 you were spotted and then you was brought there and and but you you know you'd earned your stripes you'd done them seven years and I just wonder then sort of once that that journey then started from that point as you know getting you know you know global exposure um yeah was the confidence starting to develop then or had that had that developed in the clubs and also would you say at this point you, you know, would you say you're driven? Um, the confidence uh, came with all the experience that I'd done around the clubs, as you said, you know. And um, But then I started doing TVs, and this was something I'd never done in my life before, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that made me shy again then, you know. Uh, and... Uh, um, and that took a while to to conquer, you know, the the being on TV and I didn't know where to bloody look, you know, what camera to look at or whatever, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, all these things are a learning curve. But now, I tell you what, put me on any stage, right? I'm ready to rock. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. For track four, Bonnie, I'm going to ask you to tell me the first record you remember buying. Um, for goodness sake, <laughs> I got the hippie hippie shake. Woo! I got the shakes. What a record that is. So in regards to uh, the first record you bought being uh, Swinging Blue Jeans, can you remember where you bought it? Yes. I remember catching the bus to Neath, which is, um, you know, it's only about two miles from where I used to live. I used to catch the number seven bus, the Motown bus, it was called, to Neath. And it used to stop right outside the record shop. And in them days, right, um, when you stood outside the record shop, all the music was, you know, it was speakers underneath the uh, canopy, you know, yeah. and you could hear the music of uh, what was out at the time, you know, there. And, of course, you used to go into the booths and put your headphones on and listen to the songs and things. So that's what I, I bought, Hippie Hippie Shake. And I bought, believe it or not, I bought Silla Black. Uh, you're my world, you're... Every breath. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, just quickly talking, um, you, you mentioned TV uh, a, a moment ago. Um, I mean, the, the television show, and, and, and I love asking my guests this, um, the, the, the television show that I, I guess was a, a must for anybody growing up for, for so many different eras was Top of the Pops. Um, oh, my God, yes. Can you... Can you remember the first time you got the call that you was going to go on there for the first time? Honest to God, yeah. It was like, well, my bass player at the time, Kevin Dunn, who actually has got a track on this album he wrote, um, You're the One, right? Brilliant. And he, he he was my bass player in my um, in that local band then, you know. And, uh, and I used my local band for the first few years, you know. Yeah. And uh, we were on top of the pops and Kevin looked to me and he said, you've made it, girl. You've made it. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, I never went out and anywhere unless I'd watched Top of the Pops, you know. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it was like, oh, you had to watch it, didn't you? Of course. You know, it was amazing. Can you, yeah. can you remember any of the other artists that were on when you, was, when you yeah. first went on there? Yeah, the first time I went on, e- ELO was on. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Cliff Richard, Sir I mean, Cliff Richard. I mean, did you do you ever suffer? Like, did you ever suffer then with like that kind of that imposter syndrome? Because you you don't your stripes, you deserve to be there. But when you're walking down corridors and you're like, "There's Cliff Richard over there," or "There's ELO," yeah. you know, did you think, "Blimey, like, how have we have we got here?" Yeah, you know, and they used to have a bar there, you know. I don't know if you ever remember or if you ever went to, at the backstage there, but there was a bar on on the third or fourth floor and uh, all the artists would mingle in there, you know, and it was awesome, awesome. And then after the show, you know, we'd all, so many of us used to be in the same restaurant and, oh, it was, it, and in them days, record companies used to spend a fortune, yeah. you know. I mean, bloody hell, they won't even pay for a taxi these days now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it, it's crazy. Limos everywhere. And, uh, you know, 
it was just unbelievable. And, you know, a different wine with every course. Oh, and uh, it, it was just unbelievable, the money. Uh, in fact, so much so that, um, you know, like these book sweets for me. And at that time, um, I mean, like four bedroom suites in a hotel or something. And it's just me because my husband didn't travel with me in the very beginning yeah. because we thought my career was going to be a flash in the pan. We wow. called him wise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he didn't give up his job. And uh, and I was traveling. And, uh, you know, uh, they put me in this bloody big room, right? I said, I phoned down to his reception. I said, have you got a, have you got a single room? This is too big for me. I'm frightened. <laughs> <laughs> Rattling around a four-bedroom suite. <laughs> and the next day, you know, the, you know, the next day then, um, Tony McGrogan, who used to take care of me, a hell of a guy, he was fantastic, and and his mate, right? They were both, um, you know, the, the people taking me everywhere, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, what the hell didn't you tell me, sir, that you didn't want to stay in that room? I would have stayed in there. He said, I'm paid for a frigging single room for you, you know. <laughs> Uh, you never learned, you know. I'm going to ask you for track five, Bonnie. Uh, the song <laughs> that soundtrack your years clubbing. Oh, hey, Jude. Oh, I can just, I'm walking in the top rank now, right? Right. And I'm with my friend and, uh, you know, my cousin, actually. She was my cousin, but my friend as well. And uh, and I can just hear that playing now. Oh, great, great times. Oh, what a beautiful record that is as well. Mm. And I met Paul McCartney a few times. Tell me, tell me about the first time and tell me how you held it together. Because that's, there's, there's Famous and then there's yeah. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Well, I was working in Rack Studios in, uh, um, in London. And... Um, when I went in this particular day, you know, the, the girl on reception, she said to me, um, Paul McCartney's in today, she said. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, my God, is he? And she said, yeah. She said, I, I said, oh, my God, I'd love to meet him, you know. She said, he's so lovely. She said, go and say hello. She said, you won't mind. You know, the red light's not on. She said, go on in and introduce yourself. I said, never. I would never do that, you know. And um, so anyway, now this went I went on for almost a week. We were there together, and I I didn't clap my eyes on him once, you know. And the girl kept telling me, "Go in the kitchen," you know. He's he's often going in there to make a cuppa <laughs> or something, you know. So I was going in the kitchen more often than I should have. And uh, anyway, so she must have told him that I was dying to meet him, but I didn't like to disturb him, right? Because I was sitting. Uh, at the piano, right, uh, the, the, uh, Steve Wolf was playing the piano, right, and we were trying to get a key for a song. Mm. And in walks Paul McCartney, and he walked straight over to me, and he said, hey, how are you doing then? What are you up to? And I said, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I, I'm picking a key for a song, you know. Well, I couldn't wait to phone my mother and tell her who had met me. <laughs> So anyway, I get on the phone now, right? And I say, hey, man, you'll never guess. You'll never guess who I just met. Oh, I don't care who it is, she said. You'll never meet another boy like Robert, she said. 
<laughs> to my husband. Oh, yeah. I said, Mommy, Paul McCartney, oh, I don't care. She said, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that, it, you know, in my mind, when, you know, when famous people meet other famous people, it's just, you know, like like meeting someone in the pub. Hello, how are you doing? I love the fact well, that the minute you met him, you rushed off and rung your mum to tell her. <laughs> well, not only that, I said to him, oh, my God, I said, I used to give you a kiss every night because I used to have this big poster from Jackie magazine behind my bed when they were in those funny old-fashioned swimsuits, right? Oh, um, and I used to have that poster, and I used to kiss Paul McCartney every night, and I told him, and he, so he kissed me on the cheek, and I thought, oh, I was like in heaven. Oh, you got a kiss <laughs> off a beetle. It don't get any better than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, Bonnie, I'm going to take you home, and for track six, I'd like a, a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Um, well, it's probably a Tom Jones one because I loved his version of Prince's Kiss. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yes. And have you seen him do it in the video? Right? Oh, my God. He's still got sexy it. Sexy as hell. Sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you friends with Tom? Have you met him? Yeah, I actually did three shows with Tom in Los Angeles in the 70s in the Greek theatre in Los Angeles. And uh, Mark was his son, who's his manager now, was only a young boy then, you know. And um, it, it was wonderful. It was, it was, oh, God, it was a time I'll never forget seeing him live on stage, you know. He's just magic, magic. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Bonnie, for the last track, um, I'm going to ask you. Um, for, you, you give me two two tracks for this, um, and it's it's for a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. And first, you've you've chosen a track from from your record. Yeah. Which one are you going to go for? I'm going to go with "Stronger Than a Man," and it's written by Desmond Child, who has written hundreds of songs with Diane Warren, you know, one of the best songwriters in the world. And while I was in the studio, um, I rang him up and I said, I'm in the studio. I said, I'm making a new album because I know Desmond well. We've worked on an album together in the 80s called Hide Your Heart, right? And we did it in Woodstock in America. And actually in the studio with Janis Joplin, used to own with her manager. And I could feel her presence there. I'm not kidding you. Anyway, so... Um, oh, I'm thinking about that time now in 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 Woodstock. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Desmond was producing the album, so I rang him up uh, while I was in the studio this time making this album, the best it's yet to come. And uh, I said, "I can you write me a new song, please?" Within a few days, he sent me this incredible song called. Stronger than a man. I I hope you like it. I love it. Wonderful. And you're also uh have, have, have shouted out another track that you want people to listen to, um, which uh, I, I, I tend to agree is arguably one of the greatest records ever made. Um can you remember which was the second one you sent over, Bonnie? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Was it uh, River Deep and Mountain High? It most certainly was. Right. I mean, when I first heard this, the production... You know, uh, what's his name now? Phil Spector. Um, that's right, Phil Spector. Wow, wow, what? And her voice, you know, I mean, a powerhouse. It's a ridiculous, powerhouse. isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Her voice. That that yeah. middle eight where she screams before. Oh. It's it's like I heard someone once describe it. It's like it's like someone set her on fire in that recording <laughs> booth, and because it's it's so primal and it's just. She, it's just obviously it was well documented what was going on with her and Ike, and it just yeah. felt like everything was just coming out of her mouth, didn't it? It was just oh, that record is just different level, Bonnie. Yeah, and have you seen have you seen the video of Ike looking on, giving her daggers as yep. she's singing it? Yeah, you know, like he hates this um, Phil Spector, doesn't he? By the looks of it, oh, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. But, anyway, so oh. I've met Tina Turner a few times as well. Tell me about she's that. Absolutely... Tell me about that. Well, um, I uh, I just had a hit record with It's a Heartache, right? Mm-hmm. And we were both in Germany on the same TV show. And I knew Tina was on the show. And I and somebody told me, she's she's rehearsing at the moment, if you want to hear her, you know. So I rushed out of my dressing room and I, and I went into the the um, TV studio, and I, and I was, you know, enthralled by seeing Tina Turner for the first time in the flesh, you know what I mean? And um, and listening to her rehearsing. And in the middle of her rehearsing, she said, Barney Tyler, it's a Barney. She read it oh, in, her, in her way, you know. And, uh, oh, my God, I was like, well, I nearly swore then, but you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like my goodness, you know. Oh, it's incredible! And another time we were on the Terry Wogan show the, together, and um, the strangest thing happened there because I walked out of my dressing room and she walked out of her dressing room, and we look at each other, and she goes, "Uh oh, right." She had a red leather mini dress on, right? And I had a red leather skirt and a and a, a red leather le- leather jacket on. And we both had black fishnet tights with high <laughs> high patent heels. It was like snap. Of course, she said, I better go and change. And I thought, thank God for that, because I didn't have another outfit. Oh, she would have had about 30, I'm sure. Oh my God, she had a wardrobe full of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bonnie, we put together a, a playlist on Spotify of all your, your song choices and we'll put tracks from the new album so people can go and listen to, to that as well. So just before we start to sort of wrap things up, tell us a, a little bit more about the new record. Well, the new record was finished before lockdown. Uh, it was due to come out last April, but because 79 of my shows were 
put forward to the, the end of this year and into next year, now is the best time for it to come out. But as it happens, you know, the album's called The Best Is Yet To Come. And, and it is because we're all going to be vaccinated. We're all going to be free again to live a normal life, hopefully. And um, you thank God for the, the scientists, you know. And I've got a mixture of songs on there of mostly... Uh, Unashamedly 80s sound, you know, yep. but but I've got two covers on there, as I've said, you know, the uh, 10cc song I'm Not in Love and Donovan Catch a Wind. Okay. Uh, I Desmond Child song, a Neil Lockwood song, you know, I've got amazing musicians playing on the album. And David Mackay, who produced this album, um, he's just awesome, you know, and he, he knows all the right people. He knows all the best musicians. And um, we have mates, right, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and, and Miriam Stockley is a big friend of David's as well. And she is, I mean, she's just awesome. Her credits for her backing vocals are, are too long to list, you know. She's, she's on the album. Uh, doing an, all my backing vocals with her husband, you know, awesome. And so I'm very happy with it, as you can tell. And it's a very uplifting album that people need. Absolutely. And as soon as it's safe to do so, back out on the road? Oh, get me out there yesterday. I'm ready to rock that stage with my wonderful band. Bonnie, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the record. Have fun in the sun. And as soon as it's safe to do so, get out there and do what you do best on that stage. I certainly will be. Bonnie, thanks so much. Hey, thank you. Fabulous. Oh, my God. How good was that? Bonnie Tyler. I never in a million years, as I sort of said to you, uh, you know, as I said to Bonnie even, Bonnie Tyler singing her answers. That don't happen. It was just incredible. Just, yeah, I mean, you've just listened to that. Like, what spirit? Like, just, can you imagine a night on the piss with Bonnie Tyler just sitting there listening to stories like that? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I hope you've got a, a fraction of the joy listening as I did recording that because I'm still buzzing now recording this outro after the uh, the episode um yeah thanks so much to bonnie for doing that thanks to rosa for for putting that interview together um and thanks to you lot for listening um as mentioned at the beginning if you'd like to support over on patreon that's amazing um i don't expect it if you can uh, just give us a like love share subscribe retweet on the socials or on the listening profile that the listening platform even that you listen to this podcast on that's really really appreciated or just tell your mates about this podcast and uh, and as mentioned as well at the beginning if this is your first time listening go and have a look in the archives because there is a shed load of ace chats with wonderful people just like bonnie i'll see you next time stay safe lovely people bye-bye I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year, and they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. 
They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out, because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast, and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done, is they've given you 15% off. So, if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code, Beat 15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk. Official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat a monkey.